Alright lads, this podcast is a member of the Vices of Wrestling podcast and network. Visit vicesofwrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcast, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions and updates across the world of wrestling. Sometimes you get bored of N64, so let's watch wrestling till our eyes get sore. We love the Tivoli, but there's so much more wrestling around the world. It's Sarah Classic joined by Fake Sting and Katie. Sarah. Hello. Hello. After a couple of weeks, we are back to discuss the biggest weekend in Irish wrestling, Scrappermania weekend. Yeah. Jeez, that that weekend was intense. <laughs> it was, of course, last weekend. We are a week removed from Scrappermania and contenders now. I think it's good. It's kind of let everything settle in the brain. It's it's now up on VOD as well, so people can go watch it anytime they want. Uh, Contenders is still, at this point, yet to be put up. But I'm not sure if it was the best OTT show ever. It either was or it was second to that homecoming one that I absolutely adored. But you've got to go and watch this weekend. If you've got any interest at all in Irish wrestling, you've got to get your OTT on-demand subscription, watch Scrappermania, and of course, watch the Hangover show from Contenders the next day, which was also fantastic. For sure. It had the perfect blend of, you know, your your comedy wrestling, your your great imports, your great homegrown talent, and a lot of storylines that have kind of been woven through the OTT kind of, I suppose universe is that a word I can use <laughs> that sounds terrible um like just one that really springs out to mind if people want to actually just go watch the promo videos the angel cruisers and the kind of story of them throughout the past few months and well this was nearly a year now they've been they've been teaming and to see them kind of get that big moment on a stadium show they had a massive promo video where they were taking down the mighty Mo Cabray and uh, then com- them coming out to the big pop that they did, that was, you know, that summed it up for me. You know, you have your big star in Jordan Devlin, but you have these guys coming through that really should be bigger names, I feel, in, you know, the UK and Ireland scene. For sure. It feels like the newer guys that are coming up, your LJ Clearies, your Scotty Davis, those kind of guys, I can't see how they're not going to be big stars in Europe because they're so good already. But like the guys like the Angel Cruisers and the Kings of the North, it's like, why aren't they elsewhere still? It, it's a bit baffling to me. I I, I would put them up there um, with the best in Europe, to be honest. Definitely. Like I was at the day, I was at one day of progress the week before and they've just announced that they're doing that big, what's it called? Thunder Bastard tag team thing yeah. for, um, for leading up to their Wembley show. And like, I don't see why the Angel Cruisers or the Kings of the North, especially why a team like them aren't in that. Like the talent that the talent that's in it is great. Don't get me wrong. I think, you know, it, it's going to be just some great matches in there. But come on, guys, like OTT is growing so much. Why not kind of get in early, <laughs> you know? And it's not even that early. They're making such a big name for themselves. And I think the word of OTT is spreading. 
Yeah, I just worry it's going to get too late for like the Kings of the North and it's just going to be, they're going to wind down before they get going internationally, which would be sad. Yeah, I feel like everyone deserves to see Bonesaw. <laughs> for sure. I yeah. love Bonesaw. He's my favourite Irish wrestler by far. He is an absolute gem and he seems to ha- be having a lot of fun in the ring lately, which is which is, which is is really nice to see. But yeah, will we go through, I suppose, the matches and kind of give our thoughts on them properly. Sure, let's, let's run down Scrapper Mania, then let's run down Contenders, and then we will do our some quick thoughts and all the other wrestling that we've seen since we last recorded very quickly, because we're going to keep this show under an hour and a half. That's our promise, yeah. <laughs> we can do it. So Scrapper Mania started with the Know Your Enemy Golden Contract qualifying six-man tag team match, which was another extremely complicated match from OTT. Uh, Not as bad as the Golden Ring, but we had two teams of three going against each other with the winning team all going against each other in a three-way match to get a title match, which they used a Money in the Bank looking plastic briefcase, which I thought was kind of crappy looking. And I thought this match was really good, but also very predictable. Yeah, I think from the minute it was announced and what the way they kind of turned Mark Haskins at the show previously, it was like he's gunning for Jordan Devlin. And the other names in this match, like you have the two young guys, LJ and Scotty, who who made a great showing. Uh, David Starr, who, you know, he has wrestled Devlin before and um, it was the second show back and then you have like Shane Strickland who also has had a match against Devlin and lost but they're not really around like Mark Hoskins is around oh and then Tyler Bate sorry Tyler Bate was in that match <laughs> um, yeah. he was always like it was always going to be that Haskins Davis Tyler Bate team that were going to win and then go into the three way to be honest I just yeah. didn't see their team winning so Mark Hoskins win from the very start I was like yeah Haskins definitely winning this but it, it was a good match. Um, the the second part of it was really, really fast and I guess kind of solidified Haskins as a bit of a heel or whatever. But yeah, it was it was a good opener and it was kind of cool to for the start to see all the stage and see the tr- six entrances. and it Worth it for the Shane Strickland entrance alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that song's been stuck in my head since last week. And everybody's really good. I think they all came in at the right time, Sarah. It did. I let out a warning before that if anyone came in too early, I'd throw them a stern look. So we've had time before to practice, guys. So well done. <laughs> it was really great to see the reaction that LJ and Scotty got as well from the crowd. Like people did know know them, which was they knew them as well as they knew any of the other guys in the match, besides maybe Tyler Bate, but Oh, it's great. Like LJ is such a star. Like he and Scotty, but like LJ he, he, he in my mind is isn't a contender he isn't one of the contendery guys you know like he's holding a ott title now <laughs> so he can't really be considered a contender uh, and scotty is just an absolute phenomenon in the ring for his age and just gonna be some great things in his future 17 years old like mind-blowing yeah i so small like he's obviously not getting experience like wrestling for lots of different promotions, but he's on OTT enough and at this stage, and he's already so good, I think, you know, in another few years when he's old enough to travel and stuff, there's going to be, he's going to be huge across Europe. 
100%. And, and it's nice to see OTT putting him in there against more experienced guys. Like he had that great match with Haskins on the show previously. So there's a bit of history there. Um, yeah, he's going to be a great talent in years to come. We were joking that some older Irish wrestler could hitch their wagon to Scotty and become his uh, Trent Seven and like bring him around. And <laughs> <laughs> Oh, who could it be? Who has a, who's a like, nice moustache? <laughs> but yeah so after that we had another six-man match with um the kings of the north who were you know kind of having a bit of infighting within the team especially between corvin and bonesaw and it was kind of the tease was this going to be the last kings of the north match and they were against aussie open and adam brooks who was being quite the dickhead during this match yeah he really was aussie open felt that adam brooks was a bit of an asshole or whatever and I really enjoyed during the entrance um Kyle Fletcher was doing a little uh Queen's wave at all the crowd during um Kings of North entrance when everyone was doing the right hand of Ulster <laughs> and it's like he's been a cheeky little shit and he's gonna pay for it and he did they absolutely killed him in this match poor Kyle Fletcher at one point he was on the outside um Right, he's right in front of me, and he's saying something about him. I was like, "Oh God, he's such a dick!" And I just, oh, it made me laugh. Kyle, Kyle's a star. He's he's also very young. He's only what, like nineteen as well. He looks like a baby. He really does, but he takes punishment so well. Like he, you just believe people are just like beating the shit out of him. You're like, "Geez, he like he sells it so so well." And then you have the big hoss Mark Davis like beside him to kind of be like, like no, like leave my son alone, <laughs> or I'll pile drive you. It's it, it's a great dynamic. He's really after grow, growing on me, uh, Mark Davis. I just think he's brilliant. He is, yeah, he's phenomenal. He's a great big guy, and he had a great showing in WXW really recently. He had that title match against Bobby Guns, which was really really good. And then we had the big rematch from WrestleMania weekend. Will Ospreay versus Matt Riddle. What is there to say? I, to be honest, I, I, I don't think I've watched their match from Mania weekend yet. There was so much wrestling on and it wasn't on my list. I know, I'm terrible. Oh, but oh boy. These two, I think, are two of the best wrestlers of 2018 so far. For sure. I, I thought the double match was slightly better myself. It was really like the crowd was so hot for it as well here. The crowd were, were good for it in New Orleans uh, for the WBN Super Show. Like it got the crowd into it more than the crowd were for the other matches. Um, you know, the WBN Super Show wasn't as bad as Evolve attendance wise or like crowd reactionary wise. But um, I was happy that they didn't do the same exact same match again. And that obviously there was a different winner. Just this match was incredible. It it might be the best match in OTT history. Yeah, it's definitely up there. Like to see the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion in like the National Stadium in Dublin. I know Will Osprey loves coming here, but just to even see that belt and then like that was it's kind of like oh geez, this is so cool. Like I was kind of geeked out even just seeing the belt in front of me. You are of course sitting front row. Yes, and they're not comp tickets, by the way, everyone. <laughs> to make that clear. Joe Cabray does not know who I am. 
I paid for those tickets with my own. No, actually, I didn't pay for them with my own money. Someone else bought them. But still, <laughs> someone else paid for those tickets for me. Did you get those like the minute they went on sale? Is was is it tough to get front row tickets? Is what oh saying. boy, yeah, it really is. We we usually go for front row, especially now. Um, my brother, Mister Flano, on Twitter, I'm giving him a shout out. He's um in college to be a photographer, so like it's really nice for him to be able to sit front row and try and get great pictures. But um, we didn't get them at the last stadium show. Like you have to be on like seconds you need you need to be on there within five seconds to get them or else you don't get them it's it's crazy it's like getting tickets for a concert or something yeah we got lucky and we got our seats this time are really great we were really close to the entrance ramp so he got some stutter shots which um you can go check him out on twitter i said i'd give him a shout out because they're actually really really good um like you'd swear that he was like paid to be there or you know he's like an official photographer from the event some of them are so good you should talk to some of the wrestling companies about doing that like for, for them i know ttf some guys doing it there was a guy at this show actually i didn't notice him before but adam said he was there before and he was taking photos and he's wearing this giant fucking backpack and i was like will you take the fucking backpack off because when he was taking photos his backpack was like in the way it was like bad enough having like people around the ring they need to be there to take photographs and do like the camera work and all that you'd never like begrudge them if you're in their way they keep moving this guy like giant backpack for no fucking reason and it was just bothering me like i'm sure someone can store that backpack for you somewhere yeah, take- there's no need there was no like wires coming out of it for his camera ending he just had it on his back and it was very annoying take out the essentials put them in your pocket and, and put it somewhere Put it under the fucking ring. <laughs> Put it somewhere. Yeah, he had it on for the whole show. And I can't have been comfortable either. It was very strange. But but yeah, Matt, Matt Riddle with Osprey. Um, that's a match you go out of your way to see. And I can't speak for the New Orleans match, but definitely this was stellar. Match of the night? Yeah, probably. It probably was. Oh, it was. I mean, there was some other great matches on this card, but that was match at night for sure. The only match in OTT I can think of that probably was better, maybe it was better, I'd have to watch them side by side, is the speedball Keith Lee match. For sure, that one that one was great. But I think what really popped me in this match was when Will went for the, the Rainmaker and then both fell down and you see and when you spot that Will still is holding Riddle's wrist like he still has it controlled. I actually jumped out of my seat because you know, <laughs> I'm a giant nerd like that. I was like, oh my God, he still has his wrist. <laughs> and my brothers are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, ah! <laughs> I think it's because it was just right in front of me as well. Um, I think he's okay, I don't know. Yeah, and I was like, ah, your jacket's not good as Kazu's Osprey. You still have a bit to go before you get a lovely jacket like that. Oh my God, Will Osprey is just such a great wrestler it, it's sickening how good he is he's amazing like whatever your thoughts about him on twitter or personally or whatever you, everyone you can't deny how great a wrestler he is so just hit that mute button on twitter ignore everything he says and just enjoy the flips seriously and and he's putting on such a diverse set of matches this year i can't wait to see what he does on this uh best of super juniors run like he had a great match against them um, bone soldier who is now good (laughs) Um, (laughs) and opening day he's and to think he's only 25 
like I just hope he's not hurting himself too much too young but yeah he's this year is going to be his year and Matt Riddle too like Matt Riddle's only wrestling what two three years transition from MMA like it's incredible he and he's refined himself so much other people have talked about this but he's just so together now and he can put on like like Will Ospreay is he's putting on different matches with different people and changing it up to who his who his opponent is to the setting um I've seen him a few times now this year and you obviously have too and he's always been great he was really pushed WrestleMania weekend as the ace of WWN. He won every match he was in that weekend. For good reason. Like, he's he's money. Every, I don't know anyone who doesn't like Matt Riddle. Someone's going to tweet me now and be like, I don't like Matt Riddle, but shame on you. Matt Riddle's fantastic. I think Rich had some bad things to say about Matt Riddle. Rich is wrong. Oh. I hope you've changed your mind. Yeah. Rich, Rich is watching enough of all of ROTT's problem. Just sitting there in the all-in press conference, you know, watching his Ring of Honor now and his Cody Rhodes matches. Cody Rhodes? Actually good, question mark? <laughs> I follow Cody Rhodes on Twitter for his dog pictures. To be honest, I like his dogs. <laughs> I'll give him credit for that. But yeah, he's now friend of the side. Okay, I'll say positive things from now on then. They've made good, uh, the the flagship boys and Cody, I believe, after all these years. It's nice to see a happy ending. <laughs> it's nice to see a happy ending. Um, anything else left to say on this match? No, just everyone go watch it right now. Pause this and go watch it. Uh, I was a bit annoyed that the ladies had to follow this match. Sammy Jane versus Valkyrie. Oh boy, yeah, I was pissed. Yeah, I was not happy. We were already probably well over an hour into the show, I would say. And yeah, they put the the ladies on afterwards and as you imagine as you could imagine, there was mass exits for toilets and it was kind of disheartening. Uh they should have went on before or at least after the break or something. This was an absolute death spot to give them. But they did great. Yeah, the match was brilliant, and that to see Valkyrie on that big stage after not really wrestling in OTT, um, by not really wrestling, she had one match in OTT before this. Um, I I don't think I actually screamed louder for anyone else than I did for Valkyrie because one getting so annoyed that everyone around me was so uninterested in the match, except for some great people who, you know, are OTT fans and or kind of the hardcore fans getting into it. Um, the, the girls put on a great show, and I was lucky enough to see Sammy Jane at the Eve show a week previously, so I got to see a bit more of her, and I now know how good she is as well. The girls did great given the circumstances, and I really hope we get to see another match between them, maybe under you know a different circumstances, maybe in the Tivoli. Yeah, like me and Adam were going absolutely crazy for Valkyrie's entrance. I thought it was really cool. He loves her song and I thought her gear was fantastic. The makeup was really, really cool. I could tell that the OTT regulars and like I know all their faces by now were really into it because they were at Defiant and they kind of know the story. 
But for the majority of the crowd that were at this, they've never seen Sammy Jane before. They've never seen Valkyrie before. You know, they've only been on one show. So it's not as if, like, you know, they've only been on one show before and they were trying to follow Matt Riddle versus Will Ospreay. It wasn't a good spot to be in. So, but everyone who is a regular fan, I thought were really into it and I thought they did a really great job. So hopefully you can get a rematch in the Tivoli or something. I wasn't sure if Valkyrie would win or not. I was kind of 50-50 on it. I wasn't sure. I didn't think they should take the belt off Sani so soon. But at the same time, I thought a big pop for Valkyrie winning in the stadium would have been cool. So yeah, the, the match kept me interested throughout. I think it just went about, it was the shortest match on the show for sure, but it, it wasn't super short. I'd say in around the 10 minute mark. Mm, yeah and they can go so many different ways now especially the way Valkyrie got this title match with Katie Harvey you know being her mentor and her friend saying that you know she she did um you know that Valkyrie deserved this match more than her but what happened at Defiant so there's so many different ways they can weave this story now so and Sammy Jane's gear looked very similar to Katie Harvey's gear yeah someone else said that I think my yeah I think my brother said that as well. Which is, I don't know if that was intentional or... I'm not sure. But I'm very interested to see where this goes. Yeah, for sure. So hopefully we see something in the next show. Uh, again, there was no women on the Contender show the next day. So who knows? Um, we had an intermission after this, I believe. Did we? No. Oh, no. I think we had one more match. And that was um, who I like to say, my brother's best friend, Jeff Cobb. Because he really likes Jeff Cobb. <laughs> against Hiro Ishii. This was an absolute hoss fest, I think. It was so good. I just There's a big, massive, long exchange between Cobb and Ishii that was just intense and so cool. Yeah, I really enjoyed this match. Seeing Ishii coming out in like Dublin was so surreal. I was like a little child seeing their favourite band play for the first time. Um, when he came out, and obviously we'll get to Menorah later, but it was just like, holy shit, like, <laughs> that's easy, like, right there. And he just looked really angry and annoyed, which was typically <laughs> she, so it was so good. <laughs> I want to go back and re rewatch this match for sure. It's great to see Jeff Cobb. I think Jeff Cobb, I'm not going to say underrated is the right word, because people definitely do, but he's really, really good, and I kind of hope he gets booked more places I can see him because I, I don't know. Like, I'm, I don't watch Lucha Underground. Like, I doubt I'll be watching that when that comes out. So, he was booked for Carrot, but you know. Oh, no. My my brother who's coming to Tag League really wants to see the Chosen Bros together. Hopefully, that'd be really great. So, I'm kind of hoping maybe they can work something out just for him. Maybe. <laughs> Chosen Bros and Emil Satochi, that's who he likes. Yeah, yeah, we're going to be the Emil Satochi section at 16 Carat for anyone who's going to be near us. He's Dutch, he does the camera clutch. Big Emil, big Emil. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm also I'm thinking of putting together a Dirty Dragon banner. We have time. We have time. We can stitch some sheets or something. Yeah. I love Dirty Dragon. Yeah, he's now really sad on Twitter because, um, spoiler alert, do you care? No. Yeah, he, he lost his match the other day. 
And so now he's sad, Dragon. Oh, no. He's on that winning streak. And now he just thinks he's a big loser, which he's not. His tweets really make me laugh. He did this tweet. Uh, and I think he was deadly serious. I don't think he was actually joking. But it was kind of a tweet about a struggle he has. And he's had all his life. And it was about the fact that he gets cold sores. <laughs> 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 and it just makes me feel ugly and unattractive. I was like, oh, poor dirty dragon. He gets cold swords. <laughs> so relatable. <laughs> so relatable. Oh my God. <laughs> He's so funny. I don't think he means to be either, which is the best part. They're the best kind of people who don't realize. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't have a lot else to say about the Ishii Cobb match. I don't know. It kind of escapes me a little bit. It was overshadowed, I think, by a lot on this card. It was it was really good. But there was just so many good things on it. Yeah. It was really enjoyable at the time. And that exchange that just kept going and going and going. <laughs> they didn't even slow down or speed up, you know, to kind of get the crowd mellowed down and get them risen up. Like it was the same speed the whole time. But then I think we had our intermission, which was yeah. well needed. Yeah, I was late coming back from intermission because I met some friends from home and I was busy chatting to them. So I missed the greatest video package of all time. Ah, no. Have you seen it since? I saw when they put it up on Twitter. Good. I didn't know they were back because the crowd was still so quiet and it's because they're all watching the video package. Then I came in and Alan was like, did you see that? That was amazing. It was the best thing ever. And I was like, eh, no. So sad. A shame. The great angel cruisers. Saving the Irish fans from Mo Cabray setting wrestling back, Irish wrestling back to 2006. I remember 2006 and Irish wrestling because um, I'm old and I lived where a lot of the shows ran. But 2006, I would have been. No, actually, 2006, I was living in Cork. I lived in Cork briefly um, for a few months. And yeah, the wrestling wasn't great then. I remember it shows in 2005 in. Waterford which were really really crappy and then I moved to Waterford City in 2007 which is when things got a bit better with with IWW so 2006 was probably like the lowest point or maybe there's something specific from 2006 I say I didn't even see any rest in 2006 because I was living in Cork um and there wasn't a lot of wrestling in Cork it was more in Waterford and Dublin there was no CCW back in those days it was NWA and IWW so whatever happened in 2000 2006 maybe there was just no shows that year because I, I don't remember going to any maybe not hopefully it never goes back to 2006 but mm. I do I do appreciate a good raffle so I didn't like that point yeah everyone loves a good raffle oh did he used to do raffles yeah they used to really good ones for like pieces of art and stuff yeah signed by Becky Lynch and Finn Balor and stuff like I'd even you know and I'd enter a raffle for a nice like can of coke and a packet of crisps like <laughs> That's how much I love a raffle. I would. That's what I'd enter for. Gladly take that as a prize. Just the thrill of the, you know. Like, who's going to win? No one knows. Spence, you know. But anyway, about that one line that Mo Cabray said. Um, into the match, the Angel Cruisers against Sterling and Gibson, who got booed out of the National Stadium and deservedly so because we love to hate them. And we love the Angel Cruisers, and we really wanted them to win this match. Yeah, the, the heat that Charlie Sterling and Zach Gibson got was absolutely amazing here. 
so good. He must be the best in wrestling, Zach Gibson, at just getting people to boo him and hate him. Because I don't know a crowd that actually like him. And, and you know, I, I don't know if he's actually a face anywhere. But he must be the best in the independent wrestling scene, just for just being a heel, for sure. He has to be. And I think he's going to do absolutely stellar in that WWE UK tournament. He deserves it for the year, over a year he's had. He's a great wrestler, too. I think he's not going to be underrated after this tournament. I think he's going to go straight to the top. 100%. And if they just give him a microphone in front of the Royal Albert Hall crowd, it's money. You know, he can he taters that promo for everywhere he goes. It's the same kind of structure, but he taters it ever so slightly to anywhere he goes, and it's money every time. He did it at the Progress US show, and it was amazing. He was saying what I was feeling, though, you know, but I still booed him because... <laughs> That is the thing. So much of what he says is correct. Yeah, it is. But we're booing him because how dare you call us out on our flaws. <laughs> exactly. And Charlie Sterling was really good in this match and he was phenomenal the next night as well. Or next day. We thought we'll get to that later. Yeah, I think he's actually really underrated, Charlie Sterling. I don't know why he doesn't get more attention. Um, he's a great wrestler. He's a great look. Um, except for those terrible like red undershorts that he wears, but <laughs> definitely does that on purpose because they're terrible. <laughs> but yeah, this was a great match, and it, yeah, there's you know we had your comedy spots with them taking out like a samurai sword and Angel taking out like a BB gun because you know pff, a sword. I'm gonna blow you away with my gun. <laughs> But it was great to see the cruisers, you know, when they need to kind of get serious and wrestle, they can really do that. And Be Cool took a nasty spill on the floor during this match towards the end. And it kind of scared me a bit. It happened right in front of me. And yeah, it didn't look too nice. I didn't see the the bang, the impact, because I was on the other side of the ring because, you know, we're not friends. But there was some younger teenage guys sitting in the front row and their faces kind of scared me. Because I couldn't see it, but they really reacted really like scared, shocked, and um, and I, I was really worried about him. Yeah, like lucky enough, Team Prick kind of cushioned most of the blow. Um, so that it kind of like his body kind of got cushioned first, and then like he hit his head. So he was kind of lucky in the fact that like they did cushion some of the blow, like it could have actually been a lot worse. I just think whatever way they threw him, it just wasn't right. Like it was, it was literally like they just fucked him out with a ring, like. But he, I think he's okay. He's a hardy tank. <laughs> Takes more than that to stop be cool. I was really impressed with him in this match up to this point. I was even saying something like I at that at that point I thought Be Cool had the best showing of all the Irish guys on the show. Definitely he's shown everyone that he can wrestle. Yeah. He really can. And don't forget, like he is a former tag team champ. Like they could have done it. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I, I did think the Rapture would retain probably, but it, they definitely had a good chance. It wasn't completely predictable. It was like, well, they won't, they. But I'm kind of happy the storyline will go on a bit longer and hopefully the Angel Cruisers will eventually beat them sometime down the line. I really hope they do because I do really like the Rapture and it, it's it's great to have a team to hate that much because I think it's really hard in wrestling right now to have a team to really just hate um, <laughs> 
and there you are, the team. I don't know what, what's going to happen now. I think there's always going to be those doubts when this old WWE UK thing crops back up and relationships between companies that we, we don't know. No one knows. Nobody knows what's going on. I don't even think anyone involved probably knows at this stage. So it's just a case of waiting to see how it plays out. Yeah, like, I mean, I suppose Pete Dunne and Tyler are booked on the next OTT shows. So we should be fine. But um, I'm excited to see where this goes and where the Angel Cruisers go from here. But leading on from that, we had um, two great entrances, first of all, <laughs> with uh, Keith Lee against Minoru Suzuki. And uh, when Minoru Suzuki's music hit, um, I actually let out a little bit of a tear. Aww. Yeah, it was kind of just like, oh, like it was one of those like spine chilling moments. Like I ne- would never have expected to have seen Minoru Suzuki wrestle live for one, to wrestle live 15 minutes from my house. <laughs> Yeah, it was crazy. I'd never seen Minoru Suzuki up until Loki cancelled on the Bloodsport show and he was replaced by Minoru Suzuki. So this was due to be my first time ever seeing him. Really special. It was, yeah, it was just the entrance was so cool live. And And he doesn't have to do anything special if he doesn't want to. Like he can literally come out, do the entrance, go through the motions. But he put in a good effort here. He put it like this was a really good match. Oh, it really was. I think it was probably my third favourite match on this show. He was teasing doing, you know, the pile driver and Keith Lee during the match, <laughs> which was a kind of a great little, you know, story that was weaved throughout the whole match. And obviously we all know Keith Lee is a very large man. Um, and Minoru Suzuki is nearly 50 years old. <laughs> so it's kind of like, he's not going to give the gotch to Keith Lee. And he did, and the crowd went batshit crazy. And I saw on Twitter we gave him his first ever standing ovation in wrestling. Like, what? (laughs) (laughs) That seems so hard to believe, but I guess, I don't know. Like, he posted that, like, no one else posted that. Like, that came from Minoru Suzuki himself. I consider a god of social media, and if he (laughs) says it's true, it must be true. Yep. That's crazy and it really shows like I always expect like people don't really watch a lot of wrestling I don't know I feel I'm in such a bubble but like Ireland has a lot more like hardcore wrestling fans than I thought maybe I don't know it's it's, it's a strange crowd it's like every wrestling fan in Ireland pretty much for the stadium shows I really wonder what these people think seeing Minoru Suzuki, a 50-year-old man, coming out for the first time. Like, what <laughs> do they think? They're like, who is this Japanese dude? And why does he have such a great entrance? Keith Lee, though, what a guy. What an absolute gem. I'm so happy we got to see him a few times before he's finishing up on the independent scene because he's just incredible. Uh, me too. Like, I've seen him wrestle now in three countries this year. I've seen I saw I've seen him wrestle seven times and I actually think he's like the number one on my list for guys who I've seen live this year. Like he's been incredible every single time. He only blew up Mania Weekend last year, like 2017. I I'd seen him a few times before that, but like very little. You know, like a few matches here and there. But that WrestleMania weekend 2017, he just had such great matches. The match with Dijak, 
Uh, he was just phenomenal that weekend. Every match he had was really good. And that's when he just got hot. And that was only one year ago. And it's so great that OTT had him over, I think he's had four, maybe five matches in OTT. In Dublin, anyway. Yeah, so he had that six-man homecoming and this three. And contenders. Oh, yeah, contenders the next night. Belfast, I'm not sure. Um, And, of course, then he ended up getting Jeff Cobb's place as well in 16 carats. So we've been very lucky to see him this year, and he's just been incredible every single match all year long. And I really hope things go well for him in WV if that's where he's going not sure assuming it is yeah you have to assume at this point and he really is actually a lovely man and when I actually went and bought a shirt from him because I'm like I don't even have a Keith Lee shirt I need one before he leaves <laughs> and I was being a big massive like fan I mean like I've seen you in three countries seven times this year <laughs> I hope it's not the last time <laughs> he was like thanks for the support and I was like thank you Keith and then I left. <laughs> I was like, I'm embarrassing myself. Why do I do this? <laughs> you weren't even drunk. No, I, I didn't even actually drink at Scrapper. I only drank afterwards. Oh, I probably had too many. It was okay at the start of the show, but uh, Alan was laughing at me the next day because um, by the time the Minora Suki E match came out and I was a bit tipsy and I was shouting... Do it for Evolve! Do it for Kane! <laughs> and then when Zack Sabre Jr. came out, I was shouting, Do it for Evolve! Do it for Gabe! Do it for Gabe! Do it for Gabe! Do it for the points! <laughs> he said, yeah, you just get really passionate about Evolve every time you get drunk at the National Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What a thing to get passionate about, though. I don't know. Do it for Evolve. But he did, I suppose. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's not as bad. I've probably told this story before, but my brother's friend at the first stadium show, his, um, he lived in New Zealand for a few years. Oh, God, if you're watching this, hi, Ross. Uh, watching this. If you're listening to this, hi, Ross. Um, he, got, he had a few drinks at the first Scrapper show, and it was during Jay White versus Marty Skrull. And... Yeah, he had a few kids when he was in New Zealand. And um, so he was shouting at Jay White, do it for my kids, Jay. Do it for my kids. We're front row, so Jay can hear him. <laughs> um, like at one point, like Marty turns and looks at us like, what is he shouting about? <laughs> Jay White looking real confused. At this time, he was kind of just playing ass Jay White. <laughs> you know, and Marty was super over. Um, so yeah, I think, the stadium shows just get something into people. Yeah. Really support their favourites and hope they do it for Evolve and their kids. Yeah, the bar service was uh, too good this time. They really had their system down and the beers were just flying out. It took no time to get beers and they were selling them by the trees. You didn't have to buy tree, but I think it was everyone was buying tree at a time because that was the deal. I was lucky enough, well, not lucky, I bought myself a meet and greet ticket. Me and my brother did. Um, and we were so we were in like the bar area because that's where they take place. And by God, there was an operation going on to get all that beer in the fridges and and stuff like that before the show. They knew they were expecting, you know, better than the first stadium show when it was just a shambles. They had it down. System was so good. There was people helping clear bottles, everything. It was 
it was a great system, but it caused a lot of people to drink a little bit too much, maybe. Sure, look, we only get it three times a year. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Then we had our main event. Yeah, I was a bit of a snake, I have to be honest. I was wearing my Zack Sabre Jr. shirt and I didn't boo anyone. Like, it's not like I was, you know, anti Jordan Devlin. I love Jordan Devlin. <laughs> um, but Zach's the boy. He is. Um, singing his entrance music, top of my lungs. There was a few people from the UK sitting in my area, so they sang along with me too. Didn't know them. But yeah, this was a, this was built up really, really well, considering we have that show that should have happened, uh, Outer Space Odyssey, which definitely would have helped to build this more. Yeah. But they definitely did a great job, you know, with the whole history between Jordan and Zach. And yeah, a great main event. Yeah, I don't have too much to add to this. I want to go back and rewatch it again. I, I think the thing with Zack Sabre Jr. matches is he is just so clinical. And you can see this is dickhead Zack, which is absolutely great. He was kind of, you know, nearly bullying Devin towards the start, you know, you know, kind of kicking him and kind of being like, oh, I'm Zack Sabre Jr. Like, I'm going to destroy you. Like, who are you, Jordan Devin? You have nothing on me. And then you can kind of see him getting a bit more frustrated when Devin, I wouldn't say matching him technically, but definitely keeping up with Zach. Yeah, I didn't see how Jordan was going to come back and win this at certain points. It just mm-hmm. felt like Zach was all over him all the time. Oh, squeezies, 100% putting him in the squeezies during this match. It was great. Uh, I, I know I said Matt and Matt Riddle and Will Ospreay are the two best wrestlers of the year, but Zach's my personal pick. Uh, that is bias on my side, I, I know. But to see him again against Devlin and I go saw him a week before against um, David Starr in another great match. He's on an absolute tear. Just absolutely phenomenal, clinical. And I wouldn't have been mad if he won. I think the right man won. I think Devlin deserves to have a long title reign. But So do I. I want Jordan to retain for another little while, but there needs to be more of a storyline to it. There would have been if that show wasn't cancelled uh, or whatever. So Haskins was the right man to win the the opener and hopefully we'll get a bit more of a storyline going with Jordan instead of just beating every top guy who comes in as well like the, for the next show as well he's in a tag match so it's not going to be that again which is fun I thought the the promo f- for this match was really really good but it, it was very one-sided it was all Jordan which which was like he was really good in the promo and it got across like the match but obviously Zach wasn't able to maybe they would have recorded if he was over for outer space but yeah, it was very much so Jordan heavy. And then we had a little video with Zach when he entered the stadium. But yeah, I think the Imperial Killer stuff, I think it's time to kind of let that die out and come up with something new for Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, there's only so many people you can get in for him to beat. But I think it's an interesting dynamic now with him and David Starr against Walter and Loki. If Loki shows up. If Loki shows up, please let him win Fight Club Pro. Who knows? I'm keeping I'm keeping the fingers crossed. Um, David Starr can't beat Walter. Because he can't. Well, David Starr can't beat Walter. And Loki can't lose. So Loki's beaten David Starr. That, yeah. I, David Starr again. I mean or is Jordan pin pin Walter. Let's just 
whatever happens, let's just have David Starr lose. <laughs> God, no, I said, oh, I said awful. Tea. Imagine if ODT have like David Starr finally beat Walter. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I think yeah. um, you'd get a, an angry phone call from CMJ being like, <laughs> and Michael Yacobi coming out. <laughs> You think you have the best wrestler? Oh, if he just does what he did in progress at OTT, because I missed that at progress, I wouldn't mind seeing that again. So come on down, CMJ. <laughs> Set up a big match for our stadium show. You can stay here if you need someplace to crash. For, this is a personal invitation now. You can come on the Viking Splash Tour with us. Yeah, we're finally going on the Viking Splash Tour next month, everyone. It's going to be a great experience. Mike Kilby is coming to town for the first time and we're taking him on the Viking Splash Tour. Because that's, that's how we treat people when they come over here. After our guests. This is just, again, me and Sarah are both going to be on the Viking Splash Tour, but we're going to be completely separate ends of the boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to be sitting like as far away from each other on the boat slash bus thing as possible. Um, we actually ended up sitting one person removed from each other contenders. Yeah, I, I arrived in late to contenders. Um, I had some food in one of the pubs down the road before, so I was a bit late. And um, some of the only seats left. Did you food in the headline? I did, I did. I had food there two days ago, and there was beef in my veggie burger, and I was not happy. Oh, then you act- now have actual beef then with... Yeah, so... Yeah. They were kind of rude to some people, though, as well. I don't think they um, left an impression on some people who came over. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they basically, like, we, a few of us were eating food and having drinks, and people came in to meet us there, like, as you do, because we're all going to head down to the show. And they asked, I think it was Ian, if, like, oh, like if you want to order anything, he's like, I'll order a water. You know, there's nothing wrong with ordering a water. Yeah. And I said, oh, you can't order that. You either order something or get out. Oh. And we were like, what? Okay, so we all kind of got up and left because that's kind of... Like, she was very rude about it. Um, so, yeah, the headline, not good. Fire across the road where we went after Scrapper Mania, they were really nice in there. Yeah, yeah, I had good times in there. That was good. Yeah, they told us to come in off the street, but I think that was because legally they had to stop serving, but... I think people stayed there a good while. I was able to get more beer if I wanted to when I was leaving, but we left like before most people. Um, yeah, I, I think I left at about one. I, I think I can't remember. People then headed off to Flannery's. I also headed off to Flannery's, my house. <laughs> yeah, it was a good times after Scrapper Mania. It was indeed. So yeah, Leonard's Corner Bar. Yay! The headline, nay. If you're in the area, the important review on this show. Yes. And most of these people listening to this will probably never see these places in their lives. <laughs> but if you're ever in Dublin, there you go. Contenders? No, last thoughts on Scrapper Mania before you go. <laughs> um, last thoughts on Scrapper Mania, definitely the best stadium show, like I said. Mm-hmm. Um, Every single match on this was good to great to excellent. Um, definitely a great show for anyone. You don't have to be a hardcore OTT fan to go and... Hold on, sorry. There's someone shouting outside my room. Yeah. So, yeah, this is by far, for me, the best stadium show, even 
the compacted running time um it didn't feel too long like the other ones did where you kind of got tired towards the end and definitely a show I'd recommend to people who've seen OTT before and people who have never seen OTT before it's a kind of a good way there's a good mix of all international talent and local talent yeah that's pretty much sums it up so go out of your way to watch the show get yourself an OTT on demand subscription it'll only cost you less than 10 euros watch this show go back and watch defiant go back and watch homecoming you're going to get your money's worth definitely ott has been on a tear in 2018 yeah and it didn't stop at scrapper mania no we had the hangover the next evening in uh the ringside club which is onto the side of the main stadium and it was great fun i love those shows um the sunday evening shows are one of my favorite things in wrestling i absolutely adore these shows there's just such a good atmosphere at them and i i probably say i prefer them than the tivoli shows now um the the big stadium shows are obviously special and get all the big names and stuff so um they're special but the contender shows are just i love them so much me too there's just something really heartwarming about them and it's really nice to get an all ages show as well because it's great to see the kids being able to go and get to see you know some of these upcoming kids in irish wrestling as well um which is nice and this show was packed it was sold out it was very warm in there very warm and it was great to see the people who came over for scrapper mania also st- like sticking around to go see this show and kind of get a closer look at the up-and-coming irish talent i ended up having two spare tickets for this show because our friend striga who was meant to come striga from cage match he was meant to come and he messed up his flights so he wasn't able to go and I had a spare ticket belonged to him and I had a spare ticket belonged to myself. And coming up to the show, there were still tickets left. And I was like, oh, I'm never going to sell these. Oh, well. And then last minute, I managed to sell both tickets because it sold out. I just put it on Twitter maybe two hours before the show and got contacted by two people that they wanted the tickets. So that was really cool. And that, that was the first time ever for these contender shows. And easy to see why with the lineup that they had. Yeah. Um, and if you were in Dublin really really should have stick stuck around for the show yeah i mean we started off which was meant to be the tag team match between the angel cruisers and the debuting armstrongs but instead we heard biggie smalls hypnotize and dom cook coming out dabbing yeah um, his open challenge and then we hear luther ward's music and we're like oh shit luther ward's coming out and he comes out in his referee shirt and the match is not actually between Luther and Dom Tuck. It's between Dom Tuck and our favourite referee, Niall Foxy Fox. <laughs> Foxy, who only put in half a shift at Scrapper Mania because Joel from Suplex was around to take some of the matches. Um, it felt like Foxy really made up for his half day on the, on the Contender show the next the Making next. his debut. Is it his debut? Oh, actually, I don't even think it is, is it? He's um, chosen moves before, for sure. Oh well, yeah, he he beat Dom Tuck anyway. <laughs> no, no, Fox, what a man. What a great referee. I don't know how he keeps going and rests full of shows, but... If I'm tired sitting down, <laughs> shows, I don't know what that says. That says terrible things about me. But yeah, I don't know how he does it. 
With people complaining that he wasn't reffing the whole show at Scrappermania, I was like, no, you have to look after your best people. You have to look after Foxy. He needs a bit of a break. They're like, no, he's done it before. I was like, no, give him a bit of a break. Yeah, if there's a referee in town, why not use him, you know? Exactly. Yeah, then we had the Angel Cruisers against the debuting the Armstrongs from Cork. They got a great pop, which is nice. Yeah. Um, the younger one of them... I remember when he was a kid, he's from um, where I'm from. I was friends with his older sister and brother. Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember him as a small child, so I felt really old during this match. <laughs> I bet he doesn't remember me at all. But um, the other guy, Marion Armstrong, I thought he was quite good and I saw him in court before. Um, they did absolutely nothing wrong in this match. Um, it was all about the Angel Cruisers, though. Yeah, all about the Angel Cruisers and Be Cool's head injury. Yeah. <laughs> Calling Angel Sammy at the start of this match. Uh, the thing that they obviously came up with that just after Scrapper, like the day of the show, it was hilarious. Yeah, it was really, really funny, this match. The whole match was just played off Be Cool's head injury from the night before and it was so funny. His comedy is just so, so good. And the Armstrongs are really good as well in, in their role in this. And I'd love to see them again in a more serious match. Um, I felt that everything they did was done well, but I don't think they got to show off all that they can do, if you know what I mean. Yeah, for sure. Like Everything they did elevated the story of Be Cool's head injury and not necessarily elevated them. Yeah. So, But they definitely deserve another run out at a contender show because they like they did nothing wrong like you said and the crowd know who they are and they reacted really well to them to the entrance so they definitely deserve kind of a you know yeah like you said a more serious match maybe like a kings of the north or something speaking of kings of the north they were in the next match against rough stuff yeah former body bro ct flexer and paul scarf um He's an old IWW guy, I think. I, I remember seeing him years ago. Uh, yeah, the rough stuff have been around for a while, haven't they, as a team, I think. Yeah, I saw them uh, on the main stage shows and they broke a light doing um, like things over the rope. It was fine, this match. I don't know. Um, I think I preferred the match before, to be honest. Um, the Kings looked really good. Yeah, the Kings are the Kings and they're they're very good. Just yeah, it didn't it didn't connect with the crowd as much as the previous match did. Um, it was fine. Yeah, there was nothing bad. Yeah, it was just fine. There's not a lot to write home about. Just kind of looked a bit like the Kings were completely outclassing the other crowd. And it felt kind of like Foxy was telling them what to do at times as well. So yeah, um, Club Tropicana, your faves. Yeah, Club Tropicana, <laughs> Club Tropicana, and um, Jose Idol MGK. It seems against the Mongrels, and uh, yeah, very very funny. I I feel bad for the Mongrels though at this point because there's meant to be this big turf war between More Than Hype and the Jit One Hundred and the Mongrels, but the Mongrels are getting a pretty rough deal. <laughs> like. They're the, the guys that had in the title tournament lost in the first round and then come out the next show against Club Tropicana, who were on a losing streak at this point, and they lost to Jose Idol and non wrestler 
and Club Tropicana. <laughs> but um, I think Jose Idol's just, he's so over. The crowd absolutely love him. He's so funny. It's really, really good. Just the, the intro, like the the Bambinos and Bambinas. Uh, he's just an absolute star and when he came out with the bandanas I was like oh my god what's he doing (laughs) Uh, I mean his cousin uh, Tony Idol obviously taught him well but yeah Cup Tropicana or that team that are just for me they're very fun and there's something a bit fresh about them in comparison to the other teams like they're goofier I'd say they're on the more goofier side obviously like they're kind of on that Angel Cruise goofy kind of spectrum but I think your man Captain Sexy like he can put in a shift mm-hmm. um, and Aiden Epic you can see there's a bit of character development with him where at the start like he couldn't do anything and now you can see you know he's been, he's able to take moves and not just die straight after he takes like a lariat or something um, I'll be. I am interested to see where it goes from here for them, though. You know, do they go on a winning streak, or is that a fluke? Or I don't know where the future holds for them. Sorry, if they lose again, if they lose two matches, they're gone. Oh, that was one of the stipulations, I think. So who are they against? Like, who will they be against next? Mm, maybe the Armstrongs. I'd rather see the Armstrongs against the Mongrels, to be honest with you. Yeah, me too. I think the Armstrongs need need a bit more of a serious team next up. Yeah. Armstrongs versus Mongrels could be a good test for them all. Yeah, definitely. Russell Dempster looked good here. He was uh, using some bad language, which he really shouldn't in front of the kids, but he was showing a bit of fire at times. I, th- I thought he was good in this match. Uh, I do not condone his language, but um, I was enjoying getting a bit fired up in this. There's a nice mind your language chant or watch your language anyway from the crowd. Can't can't bring him on here. Yeah, I think the Mongrels do need that bit of something because they don't have anything going for them right now. Yeah. It's a bit of a shame. I think it was very nice hair. Yeah. That's <laughs> something. That's something. They can build on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, like there's I think they need to something needs to happen with them to make people care because even the crowd reaction to them yeah. at the start like it was kind of wasn't booing or cheering it was kind of indifference maybe they do better up north oh I'd say they do definitely in the next match it's fantastic <laughs> it wasn't there's a match coming up that like the two last matches were great and no the three last matches were great but this was hilarious. I love this so much. Charlie Sterling was an absolute gem on this show. It was made for him. It was the British Rules match between Michael May and Charlie Sterling. And yeah, you just need to go out of your way to watch this match. Uh, Charlie Sterling had the most 80s British wrestling jacket sequence, towel around the neck. He was given it loads, full shtick. Not he wasn't doing raptured Charlie Sterling, he was doing uh British rules Charlie Sterling, and he was like something from a holiday camp. It was just amazing. His shtick was amazing during this match, and just the match itself was really, really good. The wrestling was incredible, but the comedy in it was really, really funny. And 
yeah, it's probably my favorite. Even though it wasn't a comedy match, it was the funniest match for me for the whole weekend. And I've seen wrestling in a long time. Yes, definitely. And both came out of this looking great. Michael May is improving all the time. And Charlie Sterling, like he's a great wrestler. Like he's this match was perfect for the two of them to kind of show off what they could do under these British rules. And the finish, what they did was perfect because I don't think either man could have really lost clean. Yeah, I, I think this match isn't something we can really do justice by talking about because there's a kind of a lot of things that Charlie Sterling did that made this perfect that, yeah, we can't do him justice by talking about it. Have to see the jacket and see his his funny watts at one point. His facial expressions, everything. You need to watch this match. Yeah, and, ta- and talk about must-watch matches. The next one was The Hangovers against... Um, what what's their team? Baskin, their swerve. Was what's their team name? Their glory. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, I can't believe I forgot that. We didn't really have a tag team that was always off. Just wow. I think we got to see Keith Lee in his last European match in the Ringside Club in that tag team match. <laughs> it was a match that started off really funny. You could tell the guys were just having a laugh, happy to be there. And I would have been happy with that. You know, I would have been happy with just kind of like a fun tag team match, kind of letting, you know, letting loose. But damn, it got really serious towards the end stretch. Yeah, it was really, really good. I thought Sean Guinness was really good here. I In previous showings in OTT, I never thought much of him, I'll be honest, which like him being in 0-1 and everything, I'd also heard he's having great matches in Japan. Yeah, him and Jordan didn't miss a beat. No, it was really, really good. Everyone was great in this match. And Keith Lee is just so charismatic. Yeah, he's, he has to be one of those charismatic men on the planet. Yeah, he's just so effortlessly cool. He really is. Same with Strickland. Strickland was an absolute star this weekend. He didn't get to do much on Scrapper Mania, but um, he made up for that on this show. Yeah, he was really, really good in this match. Every like, I'm sorry, it's probably boring to listen, but this match is just incredible. Definitely, and it's good to see that Sean Guinness is sticking around. He's going to be on the next Contender show as well. All yeah. right, It'll be really interesting to see what he's going to do on that one. Yeah, I'm not going to be at the next Contender show, but I'll be excited to watch it on VOD. Whatever he does, I will be here. I'm, I'm looking forward to that show. I bought tickets yesterday. Um, but yeah, you need to get that on the VOD. Just looking here, um, actually, it's going to be Matt Riddle versus Shane Strickland tonight in Evolve 104. Yeah, I was going to actually buy that, but then I saw it was at 2 a.m. And I, oh, oh I, I don't know. I'm not able to stay up late like I used to. No, I'm not going to stay up for that. Uh, I just have got the card here. Sorry, uh, I'm very rude while we're recording podcasting. Hmm, what's on? I might just wait and wait for it to go up on the club that we'll be in or maybe if I have time I'll watch tomorrow but I've got loads to watch maybe I'll just give it two weeks yeah I, I, I've been watching my best of the super juniors and trying to keep up with that because Chris Saban's in it ah. so for people who probably I don't think anyone followed me back in the day on Twitter but I am I'm a pretty big Chris Saban fan um he was actually my gateway into 
indie wrestling. So, just side note, go Chris Saban. <laughs> I'm cheering for my boy Kushida. I know it's a safe, predictable bet, but I, I always stick with my Kushida. That's a, it's a good one. Like they're both Alex Shetty's friend, so can't <laughs> go wrong there. But speaking of best of Super Juniors, we'll move on to this was the next tag match. Very tag match heavy this show. Yeah. Um, we had Will Ospreay and nearly his protege, which is funny because he's older than him, Curtis Murray. <laughs> More than hype of Darren Carney and Nathan Martin, the Blair boys. This is crazy. Seeing Will Ospreay come out with the with the title in front of this crowd. So wholesome. Um I love this match. Me too. Um the more than hype boys, you can tell they were kind of nervous, but they deserve to kind of get that match with Will Ospreay with the year they've had, considering they only had their first and second match, respectively, nearly a year ago. Yeah, it must just be about a year ago. Wow, they've come on so much in that year, yeah. both very different stories and Nathan going off to, to uh, Lance Storm's training school and Nathan Bye. Martin developing in front of our very eyes. Yeah, this match was really good. Will Will did great. Will was just amazing this match. He made all of them look so good. He really did. Like, what a guy. He, he did, like, he, you can tell that he really, really cares about OTT, considering, like, how many times he tries and comes back for OTT, working this contender show. He is a star in every sense of the word. Mm-hmm. And he really does try and build up young talent and kind of, help them, I suppose, get to the levels that people probably helped him get to at a young age. Yeah, for sure. Um, everything about this match was really, really good. Um, and it was able to follow the match before, you know? Yeah, it it did not. In, like The crowd was investing this just as much as they were the match previously. Mm-hmm. And with Will Ospreay in this match, more than hype still had the support. that The contenders crowd loved more than hype. Yeah, I think um yeah, I think the crowd were more behind more than hype than Curtis and Will, which was incredible to see. Everyone was doing the blah chant and just goes to show that the it seems to be the same people that come back all the time for contenders, the hardcore OTT regulars and then the families as well. Um families of some arresters as well, I, I believe, are in the crowd and stuff. Um well, of course, Will is such a star. Like everyone remembers Will once they see him. Like he's my nephew's favorite wrestler. He's only seen him wrestle once in Rev Pro, but he always remembers Will Osprey and when he met him, how nice he was. And he really does seem like a lovely guy. If you meet him or talk to him in person or see him or watch him wrestle, anything like that. That's what I'm just telling people. Like if you just think he's terrible because of Twitter, you don't need to follow him on Twitter. You can just hit that mute button and forget about it. Like, yeah, exactly, and. I think Will Ospreay is that person if you're trying to get your friends into wrestling. I mean, I I don't anymore because, you know, I'm not going to try to get people into wrestling anymore. I don't need it. Um, but he's the guy you show people. Like, if you want to show, what do you do at your weekend? Oh, I go and watch this and show them the flippy guy. But yeah, Ooh. absolutely fantastic. And to think that wasn't the end there, we then had our tournament match the, for the No Limits NLW title Terry Thatcher and Scotty Davis and Terry's whole extended family appeared to be sitting in the crowd by us and it was hilarious 
Yeah, we're in the Terry Thatcher section, actually. You gotta cheer for Terry. Yeah, we've talked about Terry a lot in the show before and just how great we thought he was and how he wasn't used as much as he could have been. But maybe this was the plan all along. Yeah, I mean, I I put up on Twitter, I think, a few hours after the show. I think this match was the perfect end to this massive weekend of Irish wrestling. Mm-hmm. You have someone who's a 13-year veteran who's kind of was there for all the, the downs of Irish wrestling in throughout the years and now is wrestling on this main event in at the end of this big weekend against a guy who's 17 years old is seeing this great revival of Irish wrestling. It was it was just like a, a nice storybook ending to this weekend and this match held its own on this great card, on this great weekend. I've said weekend far too many times. <laughs> it was incredible, but I just thought the match was brilliant. Was expecting Scotty to win. I wasn't sure. I was kind of 50-50 at times, but I did think going into the Scotty's going to win and then throughout the match, I was like, no, Terry's going to win. And... I didn't know who I wanted to win. I just thought they were both so good in it. And it went on long. And my criticism of the last Contender show was I thought that there was too many near falls in the Jonah Rock, Terry Thatcher match. I wasn't as high on it as other people were on it. I just felt like Jonah was so much bigger than him and he had him beaten down so much. It just kind of started taking me out of it. It was just like, this is getting a bit silly now, a bit, you know, like they do for Bad Bones in Germany when it's like the John Cena thing. Mm. But probably <laughs> should have just said John Cena thing. I don't know why I bring Bad Bones in. But <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, but this match, it wasn't because Alan said afterwards, he's like, I thought you might have thinking there was too many kickouts. And I was like, no, it was perfect because the way they, the two of them matched up I was fine with all the near falls and the kickouts and it going long. I it was keeping me in, into it because they both look kind of similar size and the way they were wrestling. I just thought like even though this match went a little bit longer, I would have still been enjoying it. No, I think you're 100 percent right. They matched up perfectly, like size wise and and the story between it. Like I actually kind of like the touch of of Terry going over to the family before the show. I was like, he's been through a lot. And then, <laughs> And then it was kind of like Scotty was nearly kind of turning heel in this match, you know, being the, you know, the young upstart. Yeah. You know, like kind of like killing the Thatcher dream. Um, yeah, the, I think the near falls work really well. Like you said, I I actually also agree with that Jonah Rock, Terry Thatcher match. I, I remember turning, I think it was to my brothers at one point, just being like, like, this has to end. Like, this is yeah getting a bit ridiculous at this point. Like, he's dead. Yeah. you know Jonah's a big boy he's you know it, like people give out about intergender matches being unbelievable like unrealistic and at that point it was like this is unrealistic any match can be realistic if it's worked in the right way like but it has to match up well you know you can have someone that's small but really really quick you know, against someone who's really, really big or whatever. Like, as long as it matches up. But that Jonah Rock one that people were raving about how great it was, I didn't think it was near as good as most people. If it was half the time, I would agree with people. Yeah, it it just needed, like, five minutes chopped, five or six minutes chopped out of the middle of it. <laughs> kind of, not the middle of it, but kind of towards the end. Yeah. But the, this this one was... Great. Great. Yeah, um... I got a bit emotional when he won, Terry. It was like, oh, that's just a really nice story. 
that like he's you know he's finally won won it and we know Scotty's gonna go on and do absolutely great things in wrestling because he's so good already yeah like and that and that was Terry's moment um and I'm looking forward to seeing what he's gonna do now he's gonna be against Evil Uno at the next show big match for Uno to get in his first OTT go around yeah mm. I hope he does well because I'd love to see Uno back because yeah he's great. I thought I was talking to him once, but it turned out it wasn't him at all. Oh, who who was it? It was like Felix, one of the owners from WXW. I was like, oh, you know, it's really nice. And I was like, there, it wasn't there. <laughs> I was like chatting to him. I was like, oh, no. And he was like, yeah, that was Felix. I was like, oh. <laughs> Completely wrong. <laughs> well, he wasn't wearing the mask. And, you know, I don't know. Uh, sometimes it's hard to know. You know. Um, but, yeah. Um Great contender show, great Scrapper Mania. Yeah, I, I really hope all the people who travelled over really enjoyed their weekend because I think that was a great one to come over for. And I really hope it's the start of people travelling over more for OTT, like a lot of the Irish do for other promotions. The Brits seem to have a really, really good time. Jonas uh, from Germany who came, he never went to contenders because he had some stuff planned. I think he should have came to contenders. He really enjoyed Scrapper Mania. He was blown away by the seats we had for how much we paid. Um, our tickets were 35 euros. And we were we were in the assigned section just behind like the ringside ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I, I love their seats. They were my favorite ones we've had. We had that GA floor before. I think we sat third row. And we had GA bleachers before. And there's not a bad seat in the house. Like if you are thinking of coming over for a stadium show, there's really not a bad seat in the house. But the assigned tickets um, on the little slope, they're by, by far my favourites. The seats were very comfortable and that little bit of tear just front of the ring, I thought it was perfect. Yeah, I, I got them for the December stadium show. I think I was like fifth row. And yeah, they're great view, great value for money. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and like you said, not a bad seat in the house. Like I think there was a group of people up in in the stalls, and they all congregated there and had a great time. So, yeah, I definitely recommend. Hopefully, they do a summer stadium show. Um, the end of the year, I'd imagine. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice to have another. I I wonder who they're going to get because I think that's the trouble with these stadium shows. They're going to have to keep trying to top themselves with these announcements. The second half of the year schedule hasn't been put up yet, which is, it's quite getting quite late now. Yeah, I kind of want to start planning the end of my year with the shows I go to. I've been to a ton already, I know, but... But yeah, next show is in June. With Walter yeah. and Mike Kilby. Two biggest stars for the weekend. Yeah, it's going to be a great weekend. Um, reminder, everyone, it's my birthday on the Thursday, the 31st. Woo. So, yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a ball. Um, there's some more people coming over as well. I know um, Scott Little Kazu, as I like to call him, is also coming over. Um, he's also coming to Five Factory. Oh, so there's gonna be a nice little crew at Five Factory. I'm not sure if I bought tickets for that yet. I better check. I feel like I have maybe ages ago. The tickets go on sale a long time ago. Maybe. I'd say you'd do that and there's still some available yeah so do if you are coming over try and come over for the Friday and go to Fight Factory as well Kilby's going to that one as well I'm going Alan's going Gary's going I believe um, Jenna's going 
Yeah, all the people I've been on the show are going. Um, so do come along to Five Factory if you are able. It is on Friday evening after work around seven, I think, in the Sean Oak KC Community Centre. Get there on the Lewis and then next night then in the Tivoli uh, for OTT and then in Belfast the following night. And it is a bank holiday weekend as well, so people in Ireland are off work on Monday. Yeah, it's a great way. Like I know on the Friday I'm lucky that my work usually lets us off at three o'clock. So it's great. I don't have to go rush to uh, the Sean O'Casey Community Centre. Uh, I work far green line far out um so i stay on the loose for about an hour and it's pretty much hell on friday but i'll do it anyway to get the wrestling i'll be there we'll make sure to sit in separate sections of the center again there's somebody sitting between us anyway yeah that's true are you going to go to belfast um i'm not sure i, I originally was when the belfast the kind of not card but the poster got released but then I'm like eh is it worth the trek and I plan on kind of staying out after OTT do I really want to go to Belfast early the next morning I think it would be a last minute decision I'm going home Um, my brother's home with his kids from England so I need to see them so I will be leaving early enough on Sunday morning to go to Waterford I know no OTT Belfast for me I mean, like, OTT Belfast are, are nice, but I don't feel like I need to go out of my way to go see them. It's been a lot of wrestling this year. It has, yeah. I think for the next year, as I can't go to WrestleMania next year, and we can't go to Wrestle Kingdom because of Alan's job, I think I'm probably just going to watch wrestling in Ireland and Germany for the next year. And I'm okay with that. There's plenty of good stuff. Yeah, I'm actually hope like I'm even thinking of planning in another Germany trip. I'm not going to be able to do those summer shows. Just everyone else in work has kids and they take off, you know, July and August. Yeah. Um. So maybe later in the second half of the year. Yeah, hopefully, and obviously then tag league and sixteen carat next year, which are pretty dead certs at this point. Yeah. I think WXW now is can't miss and yeah. I just wish I was able to go to Germany more yeah I'm really looking forward to the, the fan appreciation nights in Hamburg and Oberhausen I've got announced last night that's going to be Zack Sabre Jr versus whoever the champion is at the time at Hamburg which will probably be Zack versus Ilya which will be amazing that's going to be off the chain mm-hmm. um, I'm also hoping that means it's going to be Ilya against Pete Dunne on the Progress Wembley show because I'm going to be at that <laughs> oh wow <laughs> yeah so I, I hope it's at, at that big Wembley show Just do me a solid CMJ <laughs> please mm. uh, I need something to get excited for that show could be fan Oberhausen though uh, yeah I mean I'd be so jealous if it is Yeah, you guys get spoiled too much anyway with those shows I need something to get me excited about Wembley <laughs> Fan appreciation night. <laughs> it's all about the fans. It feels like every night's fan appreciation night in WXW. <laughs> Do you have any uh, thoughts on your trip to England? Um, it was really fun. Um, got to see Aja Kong wrestle live. Got to meet Aja Kong, which is still crazy. Katie Ray against Senamora was probably match of the weekend from that Eve show. Um, they absolutely killed it. Um. 
once again, another match where false finishes didn't mind too much because they played a great role. Um, Progress and Ali Pali was a great setup, um, really well laid out. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. against David Starr was great. Bottle throwing streamers for Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, great to see Cassius Ono live again. And yeah, cheering on Walter was great. <laughs> Scarf getting to meet Walter. And yeah, it's quickly summed it up. <laughs> now it was a great trip with great people. Progress, it was a enjoyable experience. My first Progress show. I feel there's a lot of, a lot of talking though on those shows. I feel like they talk too much. I heard a lot of people say that they enjoyed the venue and they thought it was really good, which which was a reason why I didn't want to go. I thought the venue was going to be crap. That was kind of the impression I had of it. But a lot of people seem to really like the venue. Did you think it was good? Yeah, I really liked it. It was actually quite easy to get to. I've heard it wasn't that easy to get to. Yeah. Um, like I, I was very proud of myself. I figured out the um underground transport in London, which kind of scared me a bit. Got that figured out, and it was yeah, it was fine. It was really nice, big space. I mean, maybe the one criticism I'd have is like it was maybe too big of a space, like it kind of looked empty. But then again, it was good because people could kind of go back and stand if they wanted to, or like there was room for activities. <laughs> um, and the big place where the merch was was great because there was loads of food options, and there was the big bar at the end, and the merch like it never seemed crowded like where the national stadium in Ireland lacks is you know the merch area um out the front which gets very very crowded very quickly yeah sweaty. um this was not the case in Ali Pali I think it's actually a great venue um I had good I had good tickets though so I had a good view um yeah I mean I enjoyed it I can I'd I'd go back to Ali Paddy for resting. It was a good experience. Cool. And you enjoyed your first York Hall experience as well. Oh yeah, York Hall's great. I got the balcony and like people said, the balcony's where it's at. Yeah. Great. It's very warm up there, but it's really, really good for watching wrestling. I love watching wrestling from the balcony in York Hall. Yeah, I really loved it. I'd love to go back there for a Rev Pro show, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, loved it. And Dundee Arms, a, a good pub. I enjoyed <laughs> here. <laughs> my my pre-show pint there, which is great. It's real rough as arse, but it's lovely at the same time. You know, yeah. it feels right. <laughs> a bit of character. A bit of character. Do you want to talk about any mania experiences? I know it's been a while, but it has been a while, and we didn't do a show. But I had proper excuse why not, which some of you may know, some of you may not know, but we leave it there. But yeah, it was really good. We tried to do too many shows again. The WBN venue was really, really nice. We were sitting ringside for all the shows. We bought kind of more expensive tickets this time around. The bleachers looked good. I wasn't up there for any shows, but it did look quite good as well. The only negative maybe the venue was it was a little bit too big. And the sound of the crowd wasn't really getting captured too well but there was really good food options really good drink options um plenty of room for like merch and opportunities to meet wrestlers if you wanted to um the shows themselves were absolutely brilliant the production not great but not the worst either they had a screen the lasers were there again i always pop big for the lasers (laughs) fun yeah the 
Matt Riddle uh, with Osprey match is a massive standout, as was Walter versus PCO. Um, AR Fox and his crew, um, the Skull really just stole the weekend. I just love seeing them all weekend. Progress show was a bit of a letdown. Well, I'm not sure if I was let down because I don't really like progress, but it, was, <laughs> it wasn't great, I'll be honest. And I don't think anyone else there really thought it was that good. The Evolve shows, wrestling wise, again, great. Atmosphere wise, bad. Um, Bloodsport, really enjoyed that show. Um, it was quite short, it was under two hours, but really, really enjoyable. Joey Janelle's spring break was crazy. I was just too tired for it. It was my fourth show of the day. And I wanted to die at that stage. Um, but it was fun. Um, I just wish I had more energy. I just literally didn't have the energy left for it. The WWE stuff, I didn't manage to get the access at all. Went to NXT, which was really, really good. Really enjoyable show. Mania itself, I was talking on the last show saying that we were getting cheaper tickets than we did in previous years. We were up in... A uh, level higher up in the tree intersection, and it was great. Really recommend it to anyone. It was definitely worth paying 150 as opposed to 400 for the 100 level section. Uh, I thought the view was really, really good. The show I really enjoyed. I'm not watching much WWE these days, but just going to WrestleMania is always going to be a great experience as usual. The stage is set up, everything was really great. And then, and SmackDown. We had really good seats for and it was a really enjoyable show. And then we had a nightmare trying to get there and not a great experience getting home travel-wise. I won't go into all that, but yeah, really bad traveling experience. Um, wrestling was good. Not going to go next year, have exams the week after. And yeah, I'm happy to leave it there for WrestleMania for a few years. I think I'm done with WrestleMania. For a while, I will go back at some stage. It was my, let me think, I went to 25, 28, 29, 30, 31, 33, 34 this year. Was this year 34? Well, I think so. <laughs> yeah. I've been to seven WrestleManias and I think I'm happy to leave it there. I have no desire to go to New York regardless of, or New Jersey at that time of the year, uh, regardless of the exams anyway. So it kind of made up my mind for me. Um but I will return to WrestleMania someday and good experience all around. Was hoping to talk to Leah, who was her first WrestleMania. Maybe we'll have her on call some guys or something like that. We'll talk when we have more time. Um, I'm ramp- ranting now, but um, I think it's funny how you were too tired to watch Joey Janela because it was like 4 a.m. over there. Whereas I woke up at 6 a.m. to watch it over here. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, I wish I had the energy to enjoy it. I really do. We always say that we go to too many shows, and yet we go to too many shows anyway. Oh, I forgot to mention, I did go to the WrestleCon venue for the Pancakes and Pile Driver show and didn't enjoy that show at all. That show and the Progress show were thumbs down. Everything else was thumbs up uh, with a thumbs down to the Evolve crowds. <laughs> Most of them. <laughs> well, the Evolve crowds pissed me off, to be honest. I was like... You know, I understand wrestling doesn't need to be chanting all the time during every match, but give me something. Give them something. A bit of a, even a clap. Yeah. Don't boo uh, Timothy Thatcher. Do not boo Timmy Thatcher. Uh, I love the photo of Alan. It looks like he's eating a bowl of cereal. He give the fist pump. 
That went pretty viral as well. Someone saw me eating the bowl and they were like, is that eating cereal? And I was like, yeah, Frosties. And everyone loved it. But it wasn't. It was, um, they were, I think it was jambalaya or something. It was some kind of a rice and chicken mixed dish. It looked quite good. Should have just went with it with the Frosties. Oh, I did. We did. We did. We left it go for a while. Oh, yeah. Those, um, did you see the podcast, Res- Resusplania, that were like advertised on Evolve? Yeah, I got pretty annoyed because I was like, what the, f- what makes them special, huh? Yeah, me and Alan were sitting behind them. And uh, no, it's not like nothing to do with them, but they were sitting front row for the whole spot or whatever it was. And then this man came on his own, an older gentleman who was probably in his f- late 50s, maybe early 60s, came in and he moved them out of his seat. I don't know, maybe one of them didn't have a ticket for the front row or they all didn't have a ticket for the I don't know. But they were sitting in his seat anyway. And he went and he sat down there and he literally, throughout the whole show, was on his phone scrolling through like the American version of the Argos catalogue. Ah. He was looking up everything, like fucking hoovers and like benches and shit. And I was like, this is crazy. He was on it the whole time because he was sitting directly in front of us. It was really distracting, and he was there again another day because we nearly had the, we didn't get the package which we should have, but we pretty much had second or third row seats for everything, and we picked the side of the ring that was towards the GA section because we knew all the rest would be working towards us, and we're big geeks and want to get the best seats. But he obviously had bought the package for front row, and he was sitting in front of us another few times, and he was just on his phone sitting front row all weekend. Someone threw it should have thrown a shoe or something on him. <laughs> God's sake. Like, uh, I am not going to lie. I'm of the generation. I'm attached to my phone. And I do check my phone sometimes for, you know, good old wrestling shows. But not the whole fucking time. <laughs> he was messing with his bird or something. Like, he'd say something. But he wasn't. He was looking at, like, an Argos, an Argos type catalogue website. Jesus. Mm-hmm. So. Some, some people out there don't appreciate what they have. Yeah. I would have killed to have gone to all of those shows. You know what I mean? That row package. Why did he bother? He could have sat up in the stalls. Um, very strange behaviour. Um, got to hang out with Mr. Joe Lanza and Mr. Mike Spears and the two communist irons. And I think that's all I met. I was very disappointed not to meet Suit Williams because I heard afterwards on the flagship show that he was shadow boxing to the matches and I would have loved to have seen that. Oh, you missed out. No, so I really want to meet him and watch wrestling with him in the future. So I think I'll have to go back to WrestleMania for that. But the guys from the side I did meet were top guys. Very, very nice. Joe Lanza is very funny. He looks really like my brother, which was quite alarming. <laughs> Everyone finally found out what he looks like. I know, yeah. People finally know what Joe looks like. Is he going to tone it down now, do you think? Well, I don't know. I don't know. It was easy for him in College Station. Nobody knowing what he looks like with an Eggman talking all this trash where, you know, we've got to go out and see all these people at OTT shows every month. You know? Yeah, I just, and I know some of them listen to it. Yep. I love you all. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate the work you do. I think we'll try and record a live Sarah and Sarah when we have everyone together in June. Two weeks from now. Yeah, I think that's a good plan. Much like our start of our 16 carat one. We'll try and get people on and have a bit of a group chat and a get together. We can talk about more wrestling and probably the June OTP show and the Five Factory show. I'm sure we can arrange something. Yeah. 
yeah, why not? Or we could do it live on the Viking Splash Tour. Yeah, we might do a segment live from the Viking Splash Tour, which I'm really, really excited about. It's a tour that goes around Dublin City Centre. Everyone gets to wear Viking helmets. It goes on land and on sea. And it's very Viking themed. And I've always seen tourists on it every time I'm in city centre. And I've always wanted to go on it. But I've never had anyone to go on it with me. Uh, My brother and his kids came over last year and they went on it without me. And I was absolutely heartbroken. So we have Mike Kilby now. We have a tourist. We have a reason that we're on it rather than the tour leader asking us all where we're from and us saying Ireland or Dublin or something (laughs) like that and all being adults instead of kids. Um, But we have an excuse this time. Um, yeah. I mean, I went on it when I was a kid for a birthday party. So it must, it's probably about 16 years ago I was on it. So it's been a while. Very excited. Yeah. We'll definitely get a group photo for the Sarah and Sarah Twitter, which is at the two Sarahs, number two. Follow us. We're now Facebook friends, everybody. We reached well over well over 250 mark now we're 263 right now i know you follow us for great content <laughs> oh that's one thing pokemon forgot to mention we have some updates on the pokemon side oh so with thanks special shout out to Eamon who keeps reminding me about this question <laughs> i was going to retire it because um trent beretta tweeted that his favourite Pokemon's the big, grossly, grossly, <laughs> mostly grey man. And I was like, well, I can't top that now. It was him doing it kind of, you know, on his own back. But Ames helped me bring it back. And so, one, Sack Sabre Jr. His favourites are the three legendary birds, Moltres, Articuno, Zapdos. Ooh. And he says he has no beef with Dragonite, which pops me pretty big. Um, let's see. Cassius Ono, Bulbasaur is his favorite. I can see that. Yeah, he he, he likes a good underdog. <laughs> um, Shane Strickland, I think he said Matchup or one of those. But he also said that plant Pokemon suck. Ooh. When, when uh, Eamon told him that Cassius Ono said Bulbasaur was his favorite. <laughs> so um maybe I don't know bit of bit of you know I don't know friction there between them with that revelation. Ooh. Um and yeah will we ask Loki who his favorite pokemon is remains to be seen. I do not like pokemon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's exactly the response you're going to get. <laughs> kind of want to ask Walter but he'll probably say what is Pokemon? I don't know. I think Walter would know Pokemon. Would he, would he, I wonder would he have a favourite? Hmm. Probably somebody big and strong, like um, maybe the big rock man. Rock, rock. Oh yeah, like Onyx or something? Onyx, yeah, that's the one. I was thinking Machoke, because he chops people. Yeah. Yeah, I just want someone to say Dragonite just one time, and then I'm done. <laughs> Like, then I am done with the question. Somebody's got to know. I'm going to look at all the Pokemon now. I do know all the Pokemon. I did play it, like, but let me just see. Oh, imagine if someone said Baby Seal. Oh, yeah. Now, that's a nice one. Then you know they're a nice person. Yeah. 
Timothy Thatcher, like he must have a favorite Pokemon. I don't think Timmy Thatcher has a favorite Pokemon. I should have asked him. <laughs> oh, that's why we need him back in Europe. Never mind the great wrestling. <laughs> Who's your favorite Pokemon? Mine is Dragon Knight. That's why. <laughs> that's why I hope people like him. Um, it's Dragon Knight, and then probably Schnubble, um, the little bulldog that's pink and looks like he's wearing a dress. But I'm also looking over at all my plush toys, and I have a giant Pikachu and Eevee. Oh, Eevee's so cute. I love Eevee. Yeah. Little um, MS Eevee and a Snorlax. Yeah. I I just have to stick with my um Charmander. It's the first Pokemon I ever picked. I know it's very standard and bog standard to pick one of the original three, but Charmander is my guy. And probably after him, I, I always liked Electro Buzz too. I had a really strong Electro Buzz in the game. They're all cool. You know, I just... As long as people pick the cool ones and not like just the weird ones that are basically just animals. Like there's <laughs> one that's like a, just a giraffe. It's like giraffe rig or something. Like that's just a giraffe. Like you're just picking an animal. <laughs> or Pokemon. But yeah, will we leave it there? Do you have any final thoughts? No final thoughts, really. Uh, yeah. Well, hopefully we'll try and get a bit more regular. Well, I suppose life is just life. Gets in the way. Yeah, I'm currently working full-time and doing a postgrad part-time and I'm really busy with both of those. Uh, plus all the wrestling I try to go to. Um, but yeah, we can fit these in from time to time. Let's not try and give ourselves an unrealistic schedule that we're never going to stick to and just do them when, when we feel like it. Yeah, and when we feel like it's most relevant. We'll schedule them around shows we actually go to live. <laughs> yeah, and shows that other people on the side aren't covering themselves. Yeah. Even yeah. though we do give the absolute best reviews on things. Yeah, we really do. I mean, I know the flagship Joe and the Aaron's and stuff reviewed WrestleMania weekend. So like there was no need for us to do it. But if we did give a full review of WrestleMania weekend, rest assured it would be the best. Yeah, like if you want my WrestleMania review, here it is. Quickly summed up. The great Sasuke and Joey Janela sing It's My Life, Good. The main event of WrestleMania itself, bad. And that's it. <laughs> that's my review. And Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa was the best match all weekend. Ooh, yeah. 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 I, liked, I liked Alistair against Almas as well. Ended up being in a car with Gabe at some point the weekend, and Gabe was going on a mad rant about how Johnny Gargano is the best wrestler in the world. And it was hard to argue, even though I really wanted to say no, Ilya Dragunov is, but I didn't. You that you know that's another rant you can have with Gabe at another point. Uh, he also slagged off my Twitter, which which you know what? Yeah, what? that's Gabe. That's not nice. That's not nice at all. Your biggest supporter. He said I'm only okay. He said I'm an up-and-coming Twitter name. It's, you know, I'm not quite there yet, I think were his words. Like, whose level are you supposed to aspire to? Alan's, I think. I'm better at Twitter than Gabe is, to be fair. Yeah, come on, Gabe. Come on, Gabe. Well, I, I wasn't going to argue with the man who's giving us lift home from Joey's, you know, spring break. Yeah, you're just, you kind of just sit there and be like, okay, so Gabe. <laughs> I was so grateful not to have to get in the massive taxi queue at 4am in the morning and pay crazy surge charges on Uber. 
Um, it wasn't actually Gabe who was driving the car. It was Gabe's friend whose name I forget, but really big thank you to the man who drove us into the city centre after that and Gabe for letting us in his car. Big thank you. I will also thank Gabe for you. Thanks, Gabe. <laughs> for not letting me die on the streets of whatever the fuck that show was out in the middle of nowhere. Okay, we have gone over two hours. Hopefully I'll chop it back to an hour and a half. Yeah, there is yeah, there's some bits there that aren't relevant, but it's okay. Yeah. Uh, we say our goodbyes. Yeah, goodbye. Now the show is over and we still haven't met Rover. Time to get some rest and recharge. But join us next time, won't you? And we'll discuss all those big issues Like Jesus, Waller's hands are so damn large Making friends and making times And wrestling round the world